0: <laughs> well, I mean, I uh, one one major thing that I, I've always believed in is there's more than one type of comic book out there and that is like n- not necessarily superheroes. I grew up reading superhero comics and I love them. I really do. I don't enjoy always writing them or being a part of them um, because I am a firm believer that there is more out there than just one type of story. <laughs> and uh, that's why I like I really enjoy writing. A little bit of horror, kind of, um, and a little bit of uh, science fiction, fantasy, you know, just kind of break the mold out there and, and and just dip my toes in every genre I can that can be put on a comic page.
1: Yeah, it's so, um, kind of uh, similar, like, um, I, when I started moving into comics uh, from, I have a fine art background, so we all naturally grew up with the superhero comic books and everything like that. And I just kind of felt, there's the other Dylan. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That, um, it it was something for me that had been, it was done to death. Like even now, it, it, it was spoken on, on a previous panel now on the stream. And, um, the idea of doing something just a little bit different, uh, be it horror in this independent kind of medium with no restrictions, so you can you can really do what you want, uh, not necessarily super gory, but maybe some, something really cerebral, uh, just that's outside of that most popular form of uh, comic book literature and art. Um, and I can't draw really buff men. So.
2: <laughs> I don't think that's a requirement. I don't think that's a requirement. You can draw skinny guys if you want. It's not a requirement. <laughs>
0: Exactly. Well, that that is definitely something I I Hmm. think it's like the, especially big in the indie scene is people who grew up reading, you know, superhero comics with buff men. And that's what they think like, oh, that's what I want to do. And and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But it is just, in my opinion, a very exhausted area of comics. And um, the more it's cool going to bookstores or going to um, used bookstores anywhere that sells comics, one way or another, and seeing these newer uh, authors, artists doing like some really fun and interesting stuff. Uh, and the one I always go to is like Scott Pilgrim. For me, was kind of like the big one that showed me, okay, yeah, like you know, there's there's Canadian and American artists out there who are because uh, I'm in Michigan, pretty close to Canada, so I get a lot of. Uh, Canadian uh, creators in my stream, and uh, and I think that was a really big thing for me. Was like, oh, like like I said, it, this could be different. This could be something other than superheroes. It could have a little bit of, you know, video game influence. It could have some like Japanese manga influence, and just blend it all together. And it was like a brand new fun idea, and that was new to me. And that's really, I think Scott Pilgrim was the big one that really brought my attention to other than superheroes.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm trying to share this, up, so. <laughs> What, uh, I mean, as far as, like, inspirations go, what are your your guys' inspirations, like, specifically other comics or, like, films? Or, like, where do you feel your inspiration comes from? Not superhero, obviously.
3: Video games. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's so many times where like video games like tell really good stories, and then sometimes you're like, "Damn, like this this could have been a movie," and then you know they mess up the movie. So instead, <laughs> you take some of that stuff and put it into a better comic. <laughs> That's a point, quite everything. Mm. Right.
2: I, I do agree with you. Um, with, with video games, uh, Dylan, but it's also it is very much movies as well. That's a huge influence because uh, yeah. not just movies, but even movie trailers. You get something from a movie trailer, even if it's just uh, just to give you a, a synopsis of what the film's going to be about, or even the soundtrack, that actually influences you. But for me, it really is pretty much films, video games, and television, and yeah, other comics. Because you're like, oh, this looks cool on this comic, maybe you could uh,
3: somehow you know,
2: do something like that. But yeah, it's pretty much all that.
3: I like, I like video games, too, because video games have a very good structure for keeping your attention even more so than, um, you know, a movie. And it's because you're engaged in it. And you can do that with comics, even if it's as simple as, you know, being the one who's controlling how fast the story's going. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that, you know, that kind of thing, like gamification is always fascinating. And like seeing seeing how you have to structure something when you have a limited window, such as a game. Versus a movie, where a movie can't stop moving, but a game can. You can do side quests, just like you can have solo series, or you can, you know, just pause and explore. Like you can have a big splash panel with tons of little Easter eggs throughout it, so they can just hang out and look through that. So that, that's kind of like what I, I like to think about is uh, things like that.
1: Yeah. No, it kind of be the same. Like, there's a lot of um, there's an extensive video game library, uh, but mainly film. Um, would would be a huge influence for me. And also the kind of the environment I grew up in. uh, So uh, I grew up in a part of Ireland called Wicklow and uh, basically right behind my house was just trees and forests and things like that. And so there's this constant uh, dealing with an environment that you, you walk into the woods and things like that and in the middle of day and it looks like it's nighttime Um, and just along those lines you know since the age of eight watching like John Carpenter's The Thing and and being engaged in that kind of stuff it always just kept my momentum with that going more so than anything else like even in my own fine art practice it was all about the uh, existence or possible existence of uh, ghosts Um, and I've kind of kept that thread because it's been a, a huge area of interest now for the last 10 years so yeah. You,
0: you bring up a really good point is, is especially for people who want to create stories, comics specifically, um, in, in that whole like writing what you know and writing what mm-hmm. is around you. Like that's like your environment is what really dictated like the way some of the directions you went with. And, and I think that's a big thing to remember as young writers or new writers is that like if you don't know, like, you know, you have a really cool idea for a character, but you just you don't know what to do with it right off of, you know, your environment and it might not turn into the thing you want exactly, but it'll, it's a good, it's a good kindling to maybe lead you somewhere. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. No, I think that's the best thing to go off of, you know?
1: Well, for me anyway, I think it was because it was, um, like, just, just that idea of like, in particular, like with horror, like an awful lot of the time when we look at these the more kind of b-movies where you know as it turns out it was the grandmother who was the psychopath the whole time kind of thing um but you're if you have like you just said like so you have these big environments already around you do you know even if you're like if you were born in a city and you've never really left that city and and things like that why then well i can understand why you decide you want to write something completely out of that but why not take little elements of that that you do know to at least give yourself a base for your story Mm -hmm. Um, and go in whatever direction you want. And and again, like that in, in previous panels, you could start at A of like, you know, yes, I lived in a tree. And, you know, by the time you finish the story, it'll turn into this whole thing of it was actually some type of upside down city where the trees looked one way but you were actually living in a skyscraper kind of thing but you're just using what you already know as a as a base to ground yourself so you can actually get the story going um and just spread off from that he says having you know three books that exclusively exist in the woods (laughs) (laughs)
0: living true
1: to the name creepy trees oh really um really um book four will be different I think.
0: <laughs> I think <laughs> you're gonna come back to it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that that's a really good point. Is like, like you said, like you, you live in a certain environment, and you want to write something outside of it. But like, that's one thing. Like uh, the stories that I write are all, you know, fantastical, maybe or, or strange and interesting. But like the characters in them, I'm always gonna pull from weird people I've met or weird people I've talked to. And and that's a big thing. Is that like I see. Like is the strongest element of non-superhero stories. Are the the characters themselves are so unique in 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 the most non-superhero way, and I, I really like that.
2: Yeah.
1: It sounded like a cow for a moment. I was very confused. <laughs> it?
2: Yeah. It I was
1: oh, going to no. say quick, I just I just a Hector's comment. Um, bring your Ouija board. That's all I'm going to say. How <laughs> about <of> that? Yeah. <laughs>
0: It was fun. Ghost hunting. <laughs> yeah, <that was> <laughs> I think it's it's funny that you, you mentioned the, the horror aspect because like for me I'm a huge horror movie fan. Um, one good friend of mine and I always get together like the week before Halloween, we sat down and, and binge watch almost every single Halloween film. And it was exhausting but a blast. And and I just love learning, especially the B films, especially the B movies, and, and knowing like how much heart and effort they put into like the blood, sweat and tears they put into those movies. And it's probably a terrible movie, but it's still enjoyable or it's still silly Hmm. or strange or weird or interesting. And, and those are the things is like going outside of your normal genre can really inspire those types of things. Like I didn't, I used to love watching horror films, but the more I got to know the creative process, it was like, Oh wow. Like maybe I can apply that to my creative process and, and picking and choosing all these different genres and, and types of things out there. It really helped Drive my creative process for my books, and yeah. and that's a huge thing I think that that helped me.
4: My favorite horror series um, is Friday the Thirteenth, and but I still make fun of it. Oh God, it's awful! Cause, cause it's the <laughs> best thing ever. Because <laughs> um, they just make teenagers so stupid in it. They're like, oh my God, and then they trip. I'm like, what? like no real person is gonna just do no. Yeah,
2: here's a tip, folks. Here's a tip. Don't work backwards in a horror movie. Don't work backwards. (laughs) That's what I get (laughs) you.
0: No, the Friday the 13th film series is is wonderful just because it is is so strange, diverse, bad, good, whatever you want from it. But, like, those are the things. It's like, if you love that series and you want to go make a comic that's based off it or inspired by it, like, there's nothing holding you back other than just Mm. doing it.
4: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> that
0: series is something else. Yeah.
4: <laughs> I was going to write a comic that's like kind of based off of that, but I was like, "That's too much like that. I can't do that."
2: Well, the, the, this is the big thing. Um, because uh, when I did my first draft of Codename Hunter, Hunter, um, I wrote it in the in the mo- during the modern day, and what happened was, as I finished writing it, I re-read it I was like, "This is too much like." Uh, an episode of this television series 24. It's too no. much like that. So what I did was, okay, I still like the story, but how do I make it different? So I thought it came to me, I said, why don't you just take, take this entire spy genre and put it into science fiction? Because that's something we haven't quite seen before. So it expands and you know, gives you new ideas, new approaches. So even if that initial first draft, you know, seems too much like the uh, another another idea or another movie that you were inspired by, you can still tweak it and make it your
0: own. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's yeah, a, that's fantastic. Cause I, I I run into that with a a comic that I'm working on. It's like we we started going one direction with it and it was like a Dungeons and Dragons inspired um it was like the second chapter in the story. And and we started throwing other like other genres with it. We were like, "What if we did that, but added like you know, like kind of like the spy element with the sci-fi?" It's like you're bringing in a new element to it, and what makes that interesting? And suddenly, you have a very unique idea. Yeah, and you, you got to start from somewhere. Oh. Exactly.
4: Yeah. Yeah, like Hector said, um, after working on like Chronicles of Horror, our first anthology, um, he can actually like. Probably do horror now because he knows that he can do that. I didn't think I could write that. Besides, like the serial killer thing that I wrote, but <laughs> uh, then I started writing like two for the second issue, and I was like, "Yeah, I could write horror." Because <laughs> one is hilarious, but it's <laughs> but it's messed up. The other one is just messed up. <clears throat> uh, so, Young Wavy says, "What's everyone's favorite comic genre and why?" It could be superheroes, I it is, but this is, this is not. I no, no, not on this channel.
1: <laughs> um, I don't. I, I don't really know. For me personally, I don't really know if I have a, a particular favorite genre. Um, it's just, I kind of chop and change with with a lot of things. Um, a, a a lot of my favorite books will be kind of horror. Like you know, you've got the Lock and Key series. You've a lot of uh, Junji Ito's work um, as well it was a huge inspiration, uh, for me. But one of my favorite books of all time is, um, if I can remember correctly, uh, yeah, Love and Rockets. It's been a long time since I, since I've read it. Oh, um, um, but, and for the main reason being that it, it, you go from reading all this other stuff, you know, to, of like amazing science fiction, amazing horror, even, even yes, some amazing superhero comics, uh, Tried to get into one recently. I think I'm just too late. Uh, but then you have this thing which is just about you know, a kind of teenage street gang and, again, their connection. And, again, if you're writing a story and going along with that, like, we all have at least one friend. I know I've got two that we've known for a long time. And it, just thinking on that and, like, the idea that can come about of it's just about their connection and how they get kind of get through the day. Um, I think it's just—it's really amazing. And if uh, anybody hasn't read it, you should try and pick it up. Really. And then everything on the Sierra Nova Comics platform. If you—if you—if you don't know, <laughs> plug. Yeah.
0: I think my favorite um, comic, specifically comic genre, is—is is not like—it's <laughs> hard to pin down. Like I like somewhere between. A little bit of fantasy, a little bit of slice of life, maybe a little bit of sci-fi. Just kind of somewhere in that middle area. Like something that kind of ex- like, uh suspends your belief a little bit, but something that you can just really like get into and have a lot of fun reading. Um but as far as like straight-up influences, yeah, like I I love David Lynch films, I love some Kubrick films, um, you know, Christopher Nolan films and stuff like that. It's just like I really like technical and strange, I think, is is just the downright, and that's a weird blend, because technical has to usually mean precision, and strange usually is, like, completely opposite of that, so blending two opposite things together is just, it's, like, right there for me. I I find that very inspiring. What
3: do you think about, like, Doctor Strange, for example? Yes.
0: Kind of, like, bringing in the, like, the, the, um, someone who's, like, a doctor and technical, and then bringing in, like, weird mind-bendy, trippy shit, and that's,
3: it's like, and now that even within the universe itself, everything up until that point has been scientific, even the gods. Yes. And then all of a sudden, you have like this, uh, you know, magic come into that realm, and they try to actually keep it, ex- you know, explanatory while making it mystical. Yeah,
4: Ooh. yeah. I like superheroes, but I also like horror. But I didn't know horror was even like a comic option until. <laughs> Afterlight comics or studios. I always get that mixed up. Um, they have Wendigo Wood, and that's the first like horror comic I ever read. And then probably the second one was when Dylan added his to our platform, which you can go to Seer Nova Comics.com.
1: <laughs> <laughs> there just hasn't been enough plugging at, at, on this at this con. <laughs> there just hasn't been enough.
4: Um, but yeah, so then I started getting, ba- I backed like, basically every one of his um, Kickstarters that he has done. He has Stay Awake, which is on like, the third issue or fourth. And that's about like sleep paralysis. Yes, I think that's what it's about. But it's like trippy. And then um, a new horror comic just hit my face with the mic again. Um, <laughs> A new horror comic that I just uh, read was by Catalyst Comics, and it was "Welcome to Everville," and that's really, really good. And it's just black and white, minus like some red for like blood, which is awesome. Um, more fucking plugs. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, Hector Barrero is coming out with games on the Play Store. So you should check those out whenever. <laughs> um, so, but uh, yeah, Young Wavy actually says uh, he's big on Mecha stories. I don't think I've ever read one of those. So, yeah. I
3: like Mecha like. Mm-hmm. I would like say like, usually manga,
4: yeah, like Gundam or. Uh, oh yeah, I've got a lot of Gundam manga. <laughs> uh,
0: I, but giant robots is just oh man, like Pacific Room, <laughs> giant robots fighting giant monsters. It's nothing but fun. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Have you guys watched the Godzilla King of the Monsters?
0: No. No, no, no I, understand.
3: I
2: understand.
3: yeah. So mm-hmm. so I'm I'm a huge Godzilla fan. That probably be another thing like, you know, that's but that it hasn't like I haven't made anything creative with it, but that is something I, I really love. I used to have I still do, my dad has them all, like all the old VHSs, we got tons of old toys, all that stuff. And um, that newest that newest one, that Godzilla King of the Monsters one, was freaking amazing because they brought in like six of the monsters they have like 32 on hold and i'm like that's like all of the monsters from there that world like you know if i said something like space godzilla most people have no idea what i'm talking about but like like, that's something that like bioante and all those like i'm waiting for that stuff to come up because like that was an amazing movie i didn't even know it came out i think i watched it on like uh netflix or hulu or amazon whatever one it was on I was like, "Oh my god! I can't believe this was real!" Like, <laughs> such a good movie.
0: Those are the types of movies that, like, I, I I just saw that one recently, and those are the ones where I you have to just kind of ignore the human characters and just have fun with the giant monsters because <laughs> the, human the,
3: <laughs> the humans are irrelevant. What's that? Because the humans are irrelevant. Exactly. They they tend to be just tropey,
0: basically written family dramas that are just kind of going on in the background while we get to watch like giant monsters kill each other. (laughs) Exactly. And those are, I mean, that's actually to tie it all into kind of our topic is like, is like those weird, silly things. Sometimes like certain genres don't have the best, like slasher, you know, 80s slasher films. The characters are only meant to get killed usually. So like. And that's the kind of the joke. And there's so many movies out there that are like it. And that's the idea. Die, please, <laughs> your
3: purpose and get out of. Here. <laughs>
0: yes, exactly. You watch. You eat the popcorn. Going. All right. How is this guy going to die? Or how is this girl going to die? And
3: that's the whole joke. You're
4: <laughs> <laughs> Right. You're totally just not die that way. You're
3: right.
2: <laughs> gotta go in there. He's got to cut your head off. Oh yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: All that. <day. laughs> <laughs> Drawing from those tropes can be a lot of fun,
4: <laughs> yeah. There's some B, maybe C movies um, <laughs> that I've watched at work. Um, The Ice Cream Man mm-hmm. that's uh bad, oh, that's rough. I've that's seen brutal. that one. <laughs> it's really bad. Like, the guy is just creepy in general. Uh, Ron Howard's um uh, brother,
3: mm. so yeah. It- yeah, he's he talking
0: right about, now. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's I, to
3: be I, insulting. I think the worst horror film I've ever seen was Black Christmas. I think it's called. The original,
4: yeah. Like the original, it's, or it's like, like
3: a D movie at best. Like this thing is so terrible, it has no actual ending. Um, like it's just the most garbage movie I've ever seen. <laughs> and we only watched it because um, we were all over my uncle's house, and my dad's friend is over. And he's like, let's watch some, like, crappy movie. And we start looking up some. He's like, that one. We'll watch Black Christmas. And it was – I wasted an hour and minutes of my life, it, whatever, however long it was, and the recovery time after, because it was just it was just the worst thing I've ever seen. There I'm still a- scarred to this day.
4: <laughs> um, there was a movie that I tried watching, and I couldn't even get five minutes into it. And it's, like, an indie movie. Um, that was shot in upstate New York, but I don't, I don't even remember what it, it had. Halloween in the name, like Halloween Man or something. I don't know. It, was, it was really bad. It's on Amazon. If you want to go watch uh, it, I can link it. No,
3: <laughs>
4: I can link it. And be like, Do you want to watch a terrible movie? Um, I, I just couldn't get into that, and I watched the Ice Cream Man. So if like you know, that's how bad that is. <laughs> I watched Pumpkinhead for the first time. Uh have never seen October. that yeah, different. That's different.
1: I like that movie.
4: No, it is good. It's good. That was done by Stan my Winston. My favorite right? movie. What?
2: I, I think that was done by Stan Winston. Uh, so, mm. for those who know, that was a special effects makeup artist. Oh.
4: Uh,
1: yeah. A- yeah. Really, like, even the, the creature alone, I think it stands to his skill. You know, it's just brilliant. Um, I I think, um, oh, sorry, go. (laughs) No, no, like, say again about that style of of kind of horror in particular. Like, if you look at, like, a lot of, like, where Hellraiser went,
4: you know, Mm -hmm. after
1: the second movie. Yeah, um,
4: because I was going to be like, I only like the first two. But there's some people that are on my Facebook that are like, I love everyone. And I'm like, well, the sixth one is... The same as the first one, <laughs> an hour long, but it's shot in Mexico. <laughs> it's the same movie. You compare it; it's the same thing. Just it's Mexican.
1: It's, it's Yeah, it's like one of those where you ha- It's like there's so much potential. There's so much skill involved in it, and they just they really stuck with what they know when doing the same movie over again in a different. Uh, <laughs> they took it too close
4: to home. you know? But Pumpkinhead, I don't know if it's because I write things and I know what might happen. Because I actually did that one time with a movie I never saw until I saw it. Um,
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, I
4: just <laughs> <enjoy raising> it. <laughs> because, um, When I watched Pumpkinhead, I knew the kid was gonna die before ever watching it. Like I knew something was gonna happen. Or, I just had like a sense of like, oh, they keep. Like showing him something's gonna happen. And they keep showing the teenagers, like you know, being stupid.
1: Mm.
4: But uh yeah, Friday the 13th, not Friday the 13th, I'm stupid. <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street. I was watching that for the first time years ago, um, with my friend Dave, and the first one we watched was the third one, not the first one. Obviously, we had to watch the third one first. He's like, This is my favorite one. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so we watched that one first, and I knew what was exactly going to happen before ever i've never seen a clip of this or ever ever and um the one dude was getting like i'm like oh what's he gonna do he's gonna like sleepwalk and his like veins are gonna come out he's gonna be like a puppet I called it completely and, <laughs> and dave is just like staring at me with like three heads and i was like I- i'd never even seen this so i don't even know how to call that
2: I, I would be afraid to watch a horror movie with you. <laughs> Anyone that you haven't seen, I'd be afraid to watch it with you because you'd probably just figure out everything in like five minutes. <laughs> like, this is how this person's going to die. This is what the weapon's going to happen, used with. <laughs> or this is how they kill Jason again.
4: <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> I watched um, American Horror Story 1984. Uh, And I just watched that. And um, they did like literally a nod to like Friday 13th, like multiple times, obviously, camp. Mm. But like they had like a Jason type character grab the person, pull them underwater. I was like, wow, exactly that. that?" (laughs) That's awesome. awesome.
2: Well, this goes back to what we were talking about uh, influences. Yeah. um, Mm -hmm. With films or again, television. They obviously got influenced by that. And you could use those same influences in the comics.
0: Yeah, that's what like one. I was at a con, um, and I don't know if anyone here recognizes Ben Templesmith if you guys have seen his stories at all. He was, um, the artist for the original comic of the 30 Days of Night that the movie was based off of. Mm. Um, cool. really cool comic. Uh, I really like his style because it's like ink and specifically watercolor, it's very gritty, very cool. Um, And I remember I was at a con kind of talking to him and I had my portfolio, you know, this was like, gosh, like five and a half years ago. And I, um, we got talking about it and he said like the best, uh, advice he could give me about if I wanted to get into writing comics specifically was, was watch as many like long running TV shows as you can that are like rated better than others, you know, try to find the better ones. And he was like, I still have not seen it, which I'm being like shunned for it, but Breaking Bad. And he was just like, watch this right now. And like, he was just telling me over and over because, like, TV show inspirations are really good if you're writing like, like, comics with like multiple parts or chapters, and not just like a, like a one-off movie style. Mm-hmm. Um, because TV shows have to have a different formula for yeah. writing a, you know, an ongoing series. And so that was that was a really good piece of advice. Didn't watch Breaking Bad, but I watched other shows, obviously, and and that was a big influence. I can't believe was. it. Uh- <laughs>